Oh, let me taste your tears of sadness. Oh, they're so sweet. Magic gave birth to Eternia, the first planet in all of creation. But now the magic is gone. Without magic, Eternia will rot and die. And as goes Eternia, so goes the entire universe. I built a life of truth. Away from magic. Now you want me to save magic? Yes, to save Eternia. If I don't do this, everybody dies. Whatever became of Eternia, we'll face it together. No one else dies. But the sword of power was destroyed. Not destroyed. Divided. Whether you serve Grayskull or Snake Mountain, we all gotta work together now. Or else Eternia dies. What were we ever fighting for? Being a hero swallows you whole. Well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Time after time, you try to take this castle. But you will never succeed, Skeletor. Call your champion. So, Mr. Vincent, you had a rant. Yes. So, I don't know if you gentlemen are aware that a new He-Man came out, an animated He-Man show. Netflix, right? Um, Yes. And I watched it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, But me and Fryho were talking about it, and uh, I was kind of getting annoyed by seeing all these assholes come out and bitch and complain and whine about it. And then I go to, you know, watch their video or whatever, and it's some dude that's, you know, in his early 30s, and he's talking about how nostalgic he is about it. And I'm like, I was, I bought those original toys. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you bought them secondhand after they kind of figured out what they were like i remember i i was just talking to my mother about it and she's like oh yeah you had a lot of those toys for like anyone in the neighborhood because my mom just knew that they were cool my mom thought they were cool and she was buying them for me and so i'm sitting there and i'm watching all these guys bitch and whine about the cartoon and how it's nothing like you know the old one and i'm like did you watch the like even as a kid watching the old one i i watched that cartoon primarily to see the bad guy he man was pretty lame like he was dumb i i didn't i didn't enjoy it that much but i always wanted to see skeletor i wanted to see beast beast man i wanted to see merman and lockjaw and so I was just really annoyed hearing all these guys talk about this nostalgia for them and they're all like like they saw it second hand like I don't know I, I, I just asked like I don't know how y'all feel about that uh, Fryhold kind of agreed with me it was like you know when we were watching this we were kids like we were really there we were on you know at ground zero and to hear these people bitch about it I'm like dude you watched it like after it was already big so I don't know I don't know how y'all felt about it so it's like a faux retro outrage kind of yeah because they're like oh I'm so nostalgic I'm like the dude's like 30 so he saw it like you know maybe 10 
10 years after it already come out and he's treating, you know, he's, he's bitching. And I watched it. I thought it was very much, it, it definitely touched base with the old cartoon, but the fun aspects of it, but it definitely went in a different direction that I did not see coming. It caught me off guard. I mean, there's two scenes I can remember quite vividly where I was like, shit, like I actually yelled out shit during the cartoon. Um, and I mean, you can blow through it in like an hour because they're only like 20 minutes long. The episode 25 minutes long, but it, I, you know, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I was just kind of getting tired of people shitting on it. And then you watch them and it's like these kids who watched it, you know, after their older siblings watched it or played with their siblings toys. And I'm like, I mean, I get that. Yes, you, you got to watch it. But like, I remember coming home from school and waiting to see the He-Man commercial because you knew it was going to come on like when you got out of school because before the cartoon came on, even though it was just a stupid commercial. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a cranky old man now. I mean, you've got some some validity to this, but I think that the one thing is we can't rewrite the book and that the He-Man was about the toys. The show sucked. The, the show yeah. was like super goofy and hokey and is really better translated to memes and gifs of like He-Man coming and you know what I mean? The Skeletor laugh and then run or yeah. whatever. The, like It translates, It's it was so silly. Dude, the He-Man show was so fucking silly. It was so silly. Like I don't people realize like, Skeletor looks badass. He was not badass in that show. You're thinking of fucking Mumra. Okay, Mumra was badass. Skeletor yeah. was a fucking dork. Everybody in, in what do you call it? Whatever he, what is He-Man's uh, secret identity? Prince, Prince Adam. Adam. Yeah. Dude, he's a fucking, uh, like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, that the cartoon sucked. I'm old enough to remember that cartoon sucked. The toys were, were, were dope as hell. The cartoon yeah. show was based on the toys, okay? That was it. It wasn't the other way around where they came up with this cool show that got popular and they made toys based off of it. It was the other way around. They created a toy and then made a cartoon after it. And the two things did not line up, okay? Like, as cool as the characters looked in toy form, they were as equally stupid on the show. So, if they're saying true to the show, they would have to go uber hokey with it, like fucking uh, Fuller House or something where they yeah. literally got the canned applause. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and they're going wah, wah, and like zooming on people's faces. So I haven't watched the new He-Man, but if it's not completely dorky and silly, then it's not true to the show. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, is it, is it like goofy and hokey or are they actually like uh, trying no, to make No, they do, they do the pun. They do the pun. Okay. Which was okay. real big in the He-Man cartoon. Totally. But they definitely, they definitely update it for an older, older audience. There's definitely some stuff you're like, whoa, like this is, yeah, nah, this is not, you know, we're a little bit out of the kid territory now. So they definitely were like, you know, we definitely want to give you some of your nostalgia. Here's the goofy puns that He-Man would do. But then we're going to do something different. We're going to take you, you know, you're an adult now. So, kind of, you know, let's kind of come along with that. They, they know um, who's watching the show. Yeah, they, I don't feel, because we sat there with Fryhole kids and they watched it. And they seem to be digging it. And they're teenagers. They seem to be really digging it. Uh, it. It was, you know, I thought the animation was really well done. I thought the stories were great. You can blow through it pretty fast, like a little mini movie. Uh, it definitely, there's a couple of scenes that, you know, they definitely go for the, the, the heart the heart strings and I, I thought it was really well done so just wanted to throw that out there in the ethers, ethos that if you were not there to experience it at the time shut the hell up you're, you're that's very much get off my lawn again. You're yeah right. I know I know I feel that but I just I watch these kids and they're just like oh you know they, I, I was there when I was and I'm like no you weren't you're fucking 30 you weren't there dude like I remember watching coming home from school getting ready for He-Man like that was that was a you know you grabbed your fucking snacks sat in front of TV He-Man's coming on soon you watched He-Man you, you know you watched the other cartoons that came on and then you went outside and rode a bike all day until the lights went down, you know, or the lights. So, so here, the, uh, here's, came up. here's my issue, Mr. Fix-It. You have no concept of time, which is what is a concern with me. So these reviewers you're watching that are saying are 30, are they actually like 40 and you're calling no, them 30? No, no. I was there at the tail end of He-Man. No, okay? no, these guys are 30. They'll have an old guy on the show and the old guy's pretty much like the flavor, flavor of the group where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you you know you can talk about it because you're, you're my age. Like, we were there. I get it. No, these guys are like in their 30s, late 20s, early 30s. Now, I think 
they were at the tail end or they watched the newer no. He-Man stuff. If if you were if you're tw- in your late twenties, early thirties, you were nowhere near the tail end. No, but of I mean, no, but I'm saying they they watched the 2000 version. Okay, I don't so believe they right. did watch the 2000 version because no, that didn't do very watched. well. That was not very successful. Uh, like, how many seasons uh, did that last? Did it last more than a season? I believe two seasons. And how many seasons do we have of Masters of the Universe? Let's see. Uh, started in uh, what 83, and that was fucking the old school cartoon formula where they'd pump out like a hundred fucking episodes for the first season yeah. and then add a few seasons later on if they needed to to help out with the daily rotation. Yeah, it, says, it says two seasons but 130 episodes. That's so hilarious to see that because now now seasons are like eight episodes. 12 two episodes. Se- two, seasons, uh, two seasons, 130 episodes. But let's be let's be honest, the stories were not very deep. The no, no, pretty... they were super silly. Yeah. Well, okay, so I, I guess I'll, I'll go in with my bet. I'm, with G.I. Joe, I can't lay a claim because G.I. Joe dated back all the way to the 60s with the big doll-sized figures. You know, we were around for G.I. Joe with the three and three-quarter inch figures that dominated and before they, there was anything else. They were just action figures that we bought. And then they started running the commercials for the, they had the comic books and they ran the commercials for the comic books with the animation that was so cool. And then the miniseries came out the like the a five-weekday event of half-hour G.I. Joe cartoons and they freaking rocked and they were everything we wanted them to be. And then that moved on to the ongoing cartoon which had its issues um, and the lots of stuff to make fun of and lots of memeable stuff there too but it was still a pretty good cartoon it's not great I don't, I'm not going to go back to it as an adult or anything but they were still really solid and they were great when they were kids now He-Man I bought from the day one I bought from the first lineup I bought the very first He-Man and I believe it was 81 or 82 um, I bought the first comic book okay DC put that shit out unfortunately because it was licensed fair they had Paul Kupperberg who's a damn nice guy but I've never liked his writing I thought it was really boring I think they got old ass George Tuska to draw the motherfucking thing and the only saving grace was Alfredo Alcala did the ink so it looked pretty decent but it was dry as cardboard you know it's just it, it was only a three issue miniseries you, you know what I was even there when they had He-Man guest star in an issue of DC Comics Presents where he teamed up with Superman and it looked like uh, Skeletor got stabbed with the, uh, the sword and it died and I was like why is Skeletor even still alive didn't he already die but of course he's a skeleton why would he, how could he even die point being old school right and so for me when I bought that first He-Man because there wasn't a Conan action figure I basically treated He-Man as though we were Conan because that was the archetype for all of these barbarian type characters and you know if you read those original DC comics and if you read the mini comics that came with the original action figures that oh, told I, I one told, story yeah, I've had those for the longest time yeah that told a, 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 a its own story and it was more of a sci-fi story with a lot of the barbarian stuff in the mix what was interesting about He-Man was they mixed sci-fi and fantasy it was essentially science fantasy and then the cartoon came out and I think the cartoon was like what 83 or so so I'd oh, already right. had a year or two of playing with these figures m- mimicking shit I'd seen in like the sword and the sorcerer and uh, you know the, all the barbarian movies and shit that was out around that time period Beastmaster all that kind of shit um, and then the cartoon comes out and it is so fucking kiddified and they have this fucking Prince Adam bullshit where he's running around in his fucking pink blouse and stuff and being Clark Kent essentially and uh, just all that shit I never warmed to the cartoon I watched a good chunk of those sh- episodes because I was still a kid it was still afternoon television it was still He-Man so it was an action show Show, so it wasn't just fucking kitty, full on kitty stuff, but Cringer and Orko and all that kind of shit. It never was as important to me as the figures were. I continued to play with the figures and I continued to do my own thing with those figures and do cool barbarian shit where people were getting their heads chopped 
dropped off and stuff. And I'd bring in fucking B.A. Baracus from the A-Team and make my own, you know, uh, He-Man-sized uh, playtime universe with that shit. But the cartoon never really mattered that much to me. And it's part of the reason why I'm not going to watch the new show because it, the lore of He-Man just doesn't matter. I made my own lore. I still have those figures in a box. That's the, that's what mattered to me. The playtime with Master Universe mattered to me. Uh, Thunderbolt, Thundercats was a way better cartoon. They were also great figures. Uh, it's just they cost too much money and they were kind of too big and so I had some problems with them. But I still have my Mumra, uh, which rock. And uh, it, it's just that the He-Man lore isn't that great and it's kind of derivative and it's just not that interesting. And the fact is they've tried to restart He-Man multiple times and it's never taken. And you take something like G.I. Joe where there's always been a fan base for that. And even though Rob Liefeld was on a big kick where G.I. Joe isn't on the stands at most comic shops anymore and it's just like a, you know, only the people that are already into G.I. Joe buy G.I. Joe anymore and he was going to do his Steak Guys miniseries and get new people on it. And it's like, dude, whatever audience Rob Liefeld has, the same audience that was buying the fucking G.I. Joe comics. I don't know if they made, like, the print runs are all that great with the Snake Eyes book, but he's one going to set the world on fire because it's the same. Rob Liefeld is the guy buying the G.I. Joe comic books. It's his age. It's our age. We're the audience, okay? So yeah. with She-Ra, I was also there from the beginning with She-Ra. I had uh, uh, several of those figures because there was always a dearth of female figures in the He-Man line. Plus the sculpts on the female figures were not as so hot. They're okay. They're, you know, like Tila, I think is great. Evelyn's great. I don't remember any of the other females being all that solid where they had, I think, better sculpts and uh, I like the articulation on the um, She-Ra figure. So I had a number of them and I still do. But, and I watched the cartoon as well, you know, because it had Hordak and Hordak is really cool. But the cartoon never really did much for me. And so when they brought that cartoon back, they were clearly gearing that toward a brand new generation of fans. They were hoping that the little girls that played with that shit back in the 80s had daughters or granddaughters that would have it probably more like granddaughters, to be frank, uh, would have an interest in these new adventures that were geared more toward people who were fans of anime and Sailor Moon, that kind of stuff. And of course, the dudes lost their minds, even though they were never the fucking audience for She-Ra to fucking begin with. And because they were trying to make something new for new audiences, they weren't trying to just cater to the same old audience. Clearly with He-Man, I watched that trailer with the, again, 35-year-old, 40-year-old Bonnie Tyler song in it and the involvement of Kevin Smith. And I'm not surprised that it has some off-color humor. And I'm not surprised that it's geared more toward older audiences. And I'm not surprised they're probably poking a little fun at the lore as well. Because as you said, we're the audience. You know, yeah. if younger people watch it too cool, but I think the expectation is the old graying nerds are going to maybe bring in the younger nerds that they weren't able to hook previously into our old people's shit. Um, but the whole, he man has old people shit. Nobody gives a shit about barbarians anymore. That's why She-Ra went a whole other way and frankly will probably be more successful. My understanding is she was a really popular show and it's definitely cultivated a new audience. I don't see that happening with He-Man, but I, I especially have questions with, who, like you said, these guys who probably weren't even around for the first attempt at a reboot of He-Man in the late 80s, early 90s. If they weren't around for that shit, I don't think they have a role to play in this in terms of shouting out you know, whether or not you're being true to the lore and stuff. Now, what I will say is there were people who picked up the comic books that were produced in the earlier 2000s and DC was publishing them for a while there as well. And there may be a fandom for that since they got, they took the lore more seriously and shit. You know, and I actually read one of those. They did a, a He-Man Thundercats one that was actually pretty fucking cool with Freddie Williams III artwork. It was actually really good. And maybe if some of the other He-Man stuff was good like that, they wanted something more like that. But clearly, Kevin Smith is doing his own thing and hopefully he'll take some stuff from those comics that people like and do something with that. But Kevin Smith's the audience too. And the involvement of Kevin Smith means you're going to get a certain kind of product. And so you're either on board with that or you're not. If you hear Kevin Smith's name and you're not immediately turned off, or you, if you hear it and you are immediately turned off, then it's probably not for 
you. Don't fucking watch the shit. Don't hate watch it. We don't need to hear yeah. from you on your fucking YouTube channel, motherfucker, you know? Um, it's for us, and it's not even for all of us, because I, I think there are a lot of people, like, I'm a big G.I. Joe guy. I'm not a big G.I. Joe guy. That's a lie. I'm a, I was a big G.I. Joe guy as a kid, and I still have a nostalgic affection for it. So if you're if you're making divergences from the stuff that Larry Hama did in the comic books, especially in the first few years, that I would take issue with. With He-Man, for all I care, you can do whatever the fuck you want to with it. it I, I'm just glad to hear that you were able to watch it and enjoy it and and, and it, have fun with it. For the most part, with the exception of, I, I like the Dolph Lundgren movie. I know it wasn't true to the canon or anything, even though it came from canon, right? Was that a canon one? Or was that yeah, it was a canon film. No, yeah. you're right. You're correct. Um, I enjoyed that movie for what it was. But the cartoons, I don't give a shit about. The comic books, like they did a star comic uh, from Marvel in the late 80s. I tried a few of those. I was already too old for that shit, so it didn't do anything for me. You really, for me, you could uh, you can only approve on He-Man by taking liberties with it. He-Man needs to be massaged. Nobody's out here looking for more barbarian shit, you know, uh, that isn't Conan. Conan, can, can I, yeah. Can I interrupt for a sure. second? Okay, so while you've been, uh, the two of you have been ranting, I did look up as to why people are so mad about the show. Okay, so can I offer the, can we just spoil the shit out of this? Yeah. I mean, Mr. Fix, you've watched it. I'm not going to yes. watch it. You're not going to watch it, right, Mr. Frank here? Okay, uh, so they kill He-Man off in the first episode and it, it becomes Tila's show. Is this correct? Yes and no. And and yeah. basically He-Man's like a fucking force ghost the whole time. No, no, he doesn't show up. She has she has flashbacks of their adventures and it's Tila dealing with the fact that everyone lied to her. She finds out that Adam, uh, Prince Adam was He-Man and everyone lied to her about it. And okay. she's fucking furious because... But the show is called... What is the show called? Is it called Master of the yeah. Universe or is it called He-Man? Yes, it's, it's called, called Master, Master of the So they were very clear to not call it He-Man. Well, call really. it- but see, that's the thing. So they're showing where after He-Man or He-Man and Skeletor die, everyone goes nuts. Like Beastman becomes like this savage in the woods. Merman, he's, he becomes like this angry sea god or like a angry sea uh, king who's not wearing his gear anymore. Fucking Cyclops, Lockjaw, and Whiplash become like these techno guys where they're making people drink these uh, like uh, nanobites that turn them into like human ma- machines and they believe that magic is bullshit and it's all about machine and the motherboard and they're basically a cult going around converting people against their will to join their cult and and they basically want to kill off the the anyone that's magic related um evil in is trying to save it because it turns out like eternia is the fountain of magic because it's like the first planet to appear when the cosmos began so it's kind of like the focal point for magic and because he-man's sword was it's like a whole big thing why magic is dying off and because of that orco is dying anything magical is dying he-man okay. is he okay so so, so would you say would you say that okay you don't need to go through the whole fucking okay. show but 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 you would then would you agree with me then that people feel like they were going to watch a fucking he-man show and instead it's tila's show cleaning no. up the aftermath no. are you sure no. that's not what yeah. it is it certainly oh, no, seems no. to be like people they, because they the trailer I, I watched the trailer that trailer's got he-man in it a fucking lot yeah, <laughs> so if no, they, they start can... watching the show and he-man's not in the show then you know what it doesn't matter how good the tila stories are and the post he-man universe are if people feel like they were set up to watch a he-man show and they busted their fucking figures out so they could hold them in one hand and their fucking dick in the other while they watched it and then it's Tila the whole time I can totally see how people would be pissed off and the trailers don't explain the trailers I thought it was just gonna be fucking He-Man riding around the goddamn cat so and see, it, and that's the thing is I I think what they did this time around is all the secondary characters who never got any attention in the show yeah, yeah. are all getting attention now like, and, and, and look, they're and being I'm not, fully developed I'm not saying so like, what you were describing like, isn't more interesting it might actually it actually kind of sounds more interesting but if I can kind of see why anybody I don't really give a shit what their age is if they were going expecting He-Man although again He-Man from the cartoon was a fucking dweeb so I don't know how you can do well, him well, wrong 
But if if they feel like, whoa, 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 you were setting me up a fucking He-Man show, and instead uh, I'm not getting He-Man's fucking dead, then yeah. I could see well, why they'd the be thing, like, though. that's the thing, though. They, to bring the swords together, you know, they have to go to hell and heaven, and and He-Man comes back, Prince Adam comes back, and he's putting the swords together. I mean, Oracle dies. Like, there's characters that die that I'm like, holy shit, they killed Orko. Like, what the fuck? Uh, as He-Man is coming back to reality, it turns out that Skeletor was still technically alive, or his essence were, in like some weapon, and as He-Man is becoming, you know, he's about to become He-Man, Skeletor stabs him and steals the sword and becomes, you know, the skeleton god, and that's where the series stopped for the next five episodes. So it was kind of a build-up, like, look, here's all these characters, we're gonna kill some of them off, so they're not coming, uh, hopefully they don't come back, because that would ruin it, but we're gonna kill off, like, you know, characters that are loved by the series, or by, by the fans, and then we're gonna bring He-Man back, and he's still a fuck-up, because Skeletor is now, you know, the Skeletor god, and they stop, and he, so he technically gets killed twice, and I was just like, that's fucking brutal like this kid and the first time he, he gets killed he's just he just gets va- vaporized this time Skeletor jams a, uh, a staff through his stomach now again are you gonna say he's dead I'm not sure because they show him bleeding on the ground as Skeletor is now becoming a god um, and just so you know Frank I had to point it out to Fryho they do they do a lot of easter eggs in it and they do one where uh, my, it, it was always my favorite line from the live action He-Man movie where Skeletor screams this will be our final battle they actually do that line and I had to point that out I've oh, that was my favorite line the, the original He-Man movie movie was horrible but for some reason i always loved that line and i just thought it was kind of a nice touch to bring it back well what's really interesting about that movie too is i I think uh mike white did a podcast on it for the projection booth or maybe it was just a side interview or something but frank langella committed so hard to skeletor in that movie oh yeah and he's talked about how he's in the best shape of his life and he never got to do that kind of movie and sometimes it's hard to get langella to talk about certain movies that he's not interested in but apparently the the guy was perfectly oh you know what it was for they were talking about with the director of that Master of the Universe documentary that came out on Netflix a couple of years ago. By the power of Grayskull. When he messes, I have the power, it's saying to the kids, you don't have to do what you're told anymore. You can be your own person. I got my first Masters toys on my fourth birthday. It was just love at first sight. And suddenly, He-Man became, you know, this billion-dollar empire. All these male action figures, they're all so wimpy. Why don't we do a massive thing? And you call this one Tank Head. You call this one Bullet Head. You call this one He-Man. He-Man, He-Man. When you first heard the name, it was so macho and so male chauvinistic. It's not, it never, never, never worked. And then my dad's like, wait a minute, this could be a great show. We had like two weeks to do it. I mean, we were just flying. Everyone thought, this is ridiculous. It's never going to be hit. When they announced they were doing the show, Action for Children's Television was up in arms just because of the title. Editors wrote, please do not portray He-Man uprooting a tree. Small children will be moved to emulate. <laughs> now it's a big deal to play a toy or play a you know, superhero. And, but in those days, it was potentially damaging to your career. It's one of my favorite roles remains so and always will be. It grew so quickly, and we made so many figures and accessories and toys. Through the 86, 87 period, it was bigger than Barbie. For a little boy, when you find this character in this world where imagination is, is beyond dreams, it's just amazing. And the Masters of the Universe! 
and the the documentarian wasn't sure if they were going to be able to get somebody as famous as Langella to talk about such a massive bomb and it's like no he he absolutely wanted to talk about Skeletor he loved playing that character he absolutely committed to it and obviously his performance is one of the best things about that movie um, given yeah. that he doesn't at all look like what you'd expect a Skeletor would look like he sells it very well and what a great voice what great gravitas he brings to it so definitely the best part of that movie and he apparently absolutely relished love it, playing it so that's awesome you did watch that I documentary mean, didn't you I believe so dude I've seen so many documentaries on it from well I think this one was called The Power of Grayskull and it was specifically for Netflix and given that they came out with the cartoon I have to figure that their streaming numbers must be good on the documentary to help fuel them paying for a TV cartoon yeah I think I'm pretty sure I watched it again I've always been a big fan of He-Man the cosmetic look of it you know barbarian I like the barbarians I like the monsters and all that shit Uh, I collected the little mini comic like I was telling Fryhole I remember having a glad bag and putting them in there and putting them at the bottom of my toy box so they would get bent up because I, I enjoyed reading them. I'm not even reading them, just looking at them because I just love, I kind of did like you where I created the stories in my mind, like, you know, who was who was more evil and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, you played them out with your toys. So, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the movie was, uh, I mean, Courtney Cox is in it. They go back in time. Eh. We don't need to talk about the movie. but yeah. I do so, think but, the okay. bad guys are well to well designed in that one too. I think like the swordsmen and the, the well, knockoff Star Wars I, bounty hunters, they look no, pretty no, good. Battle no, cat, that, no battle cat, though. No battle cat. No, the, the Predator wannabe. That thing tried to look like Predator. Uh, but uh, Mac, you're gonna say something? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I just I can kind of see. Look, if you if He Man was your barbarian and he was your kick ass dude in all the stories and all that you did yourselves, and then you you you're like, look, He Man's fucking back. Kevin Smith's a comic book guy. He's a cartoon guy. He's gonna finally make the badass He Man movie or He He Man TV show. The fucking budget's there because it's on Netflix. Millions of people are gonna watch it because everybody watches fucking Netflix now. And then it comes on and they fucking He Man gets wiped out and it's a Tila show. I can see why that would kind of squash the show for a lot of people. Just to be real with you. I have not seen it. I have no no bone in this fight and I'm telling you, what you're describing sounds probably more interesting than a fucking He-Man show. But I can see where people would be like, I'm out on this show. You, you, you fucking, you're uh, you're Luke Skywalker, you're fucking Force Awakensing He-Man now. Now, you know, Luke Skywalker's some fucking dweeb out on an island and we never see him the whole fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can, I can, I can get it. I get it. I get it a little bit. And here's what I'm saying. They've had like 250 episodes of the various He-Man shows that have all starred He-Man. This is a five episode season and probably a half season to boot. Yeah, it's a half season. One of the things that was so cool about that He-Man Thundercats crossover comic is in the first issue they kill He-Man. And then the story is explaining what happens and why it happens and resolving the cliffhanger and everything else too. If you think that He-Man is going to be still dead at the end of the 10 episode two part season of this show you're a fucking moron okay yeah that's having been said everything that fix it talked about where you're elevating the secondary characters and doing more with these people that never got to elaborate upon again kevin smith is around our age he probably played with he-man's too he probably had his favorites and he's probably doing his fucking stridor story that he never got to you know that nobody ever fucking did and shit you know right he's doing his his, he's doing his zodak you know fucking stories and shit so hey shout out shout out triclops right exactly so he is a fan who's telling stories about his characters with the fake out death that everybody's going to forget about in a year or so but meanwhile master fucking trolling job because all these fucking dumbass fucking bait eaters are talking about this show and getting people interested in this big twist and how they kill off He-Man in the first few episodes they're doing Kevin Smith's work for him he did that shit on purpose it's brilliant fucking promotion it gets that show eyeballs it would 
not necessarily get maybe you get some of the She-Ra people wanting to check out the new Tila show even though again I guarantee you by the end of the 10 episodes it will be back to being a He-Man show cool your oh, yeah. tits boys you know <laughs> let your balls rest okay but no they always fucking take the bait and they're, and they're, they're raring to because they're, oh, so many of them are misogynists who are gonna get pissed off that they're demasculinizing our shows and shit and they wanna fucking you know beat off Jordan Peterson while they're beating off to their He-Man figures with the other hand they're just fucking suckers and, and I think you're gonna get a much more interesting story and it's gonna resolve and fucking chill boys damn I kinda wanna watch it after Mr. Fix <laughs> it sounds like a more interesting show than I was expecting yeah I'm, more, I'm much more likely uh, now than I was before dude dude the, the, the first episode when they're battling inside Grayskull and it turns out that He-Man's sword is a key to open up like this power source and Skeletor kind of eggs him to stab him so that because Skeletor deliberately stands in front of the keyhole and He-Man doesn't know and I think Skeletor kills like Mossman and he does a pun like literally Mossman gets burned to death you see his skeletal body is yelling and Skeletor is like smells like pine and He-Man loses his shit and like stabs him in the chest which at first I was like holy shit you know, like he finally stabs him with a goddamn sword and then Skeletor starts laughing about how this is the key to the ultimate power grabs the hilt of the sword and pushes it through him and it goes out the back end and activates the, the, the cage or whatever pulls it out and you see like Skeletor's blood all over the sword and he's on the ground and Evelyn is like trying to comfort him and he's like get away bitch like I'm getting this power and, like, I was just like I was not expecting that in a fucking He-Man cartoon and that was part of the problem that He-Man always had is when you bought the toys that's what they were selling you they were selling you He-Man had a motherfucking battle axe there wasn't even a fucking okay, I didn't think he had a sword in the first figure line I think he had the fucking battle axe and you want to see people's getting their heads split open because that's what was in the movies that we were watching and then the cartoon comes off and it's this pussified version of the shit that we were seeing cool in live action how am I supposed to go from fucking fire and ice to fucking He-Man man I'm, yeah. I'm doing my own shit with it and it, it sounds like you're getting the show that you always wanted but because He-Man isn't at the top of, of it all these bitches are getting their fucking panties in a fucking bundle you know oh, it, yeah, it no, just, that's what I'm saying that's, that's so what, sad. What, annoyed me, what annoyed me was like dude this is what I always wanted as a kid like you still have the goofiness so okay you can still say it, it's canon but dude he jammed a sword through Skeletor never in those 150 episodes did someone even get cut by the fucking sword not even a paper cut everyone got like knocked down or they tripped on a fucking rock or just something goofy he fucking put a sword through him I mean that was fucking dope so alright I'm gonna watch it now maybe I'll watch tomorrow I doubt Miss Mac has any uh fucking well you know what I don't know she was a big She-Ra fan you know I could be wrong I could be wrong maybe she, she might, wouldn't want to no, watch dude, Sarah Michelle Gellar is the voice of Tila uh, the, the lady that played Cersei's in Game of Thrones is Evil Lynn um, they got really good voice talent I was really shocked how good it was they went full Andrew Romano on that shit nice yeah and she and she kind of plays it like a I called it Cersei's light kind of like a diet Cersei so she still has that attitude but she's not fucking her relative unless Skeletor is like a brother or something like that I don't think so but you know so are they bony but I'm bummed so I, I enjoyed it I, I'm looking forward to the next part but like I said after I watched it I you know I made the mistake of you know going on to hey what are the easter eggs you missed and it was just like two or three videos of dudes just like oh it's, it's too woke and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about like it kind of like what I would expect He-Man to grow up to be eventually like i'm not expecting he-man to be that goofy fucking prince adam forever i mean jesus so i just kind of wanted to get that out and then see if y'all had any feelings about it well and it's perfect the top, too because... 10, re- the top 10 reasons he-man's too woke pretty much yeah and you're right if, if if that was fucking kevin smith's entire plan was to fucking troll him into getting all this attention well done sir well done i guarantee I, he's I, not a I, fool I, he's I not gonna be the guy who... who killed he-man he's gonna be the guy who fucking blew everybody's minds when he comes back and shit 
content. He's the guy who's going to take full advantage of a streaming platform to show the He-Man we were always supposed to get. And I guess they're butthurt because they thought they were going to get that from Jump. Um, but this is more interesting. This is better. And the fuckers are out there proselytizing for him. It's both woke and anti-woke at the same time because yeah. the, the story could be, oh, look at this violent new Master of the Universe cartoon. And now the story is like, hey, look at this cool twist that nobody saw coming and how pissed off the fucking assholes that were, you know, going after Brie Larson are over this fucking He-Man shit. Let's hate wash it just to fucking own them. You know, they, that, yeah. that whole owning thing goes both ways, guys. Yeah. So, it's, like I said, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Because of that, of course, you know, you fall down one of those fucking uh, YouTube uh, rabbit holes. Did I tell you all about, since you brought up uh, Thundercat, you do know that the three series were connected, right? Thundercat, um, Tiger Shark, Silverhawk, and Silverhawk. All of them are connected. I think I have a vague awareness of that, but I never watched the shark one. I watched some Silverhawks because they had a fucking great opening. Like, I didn't care about the characters, and the figures were, I mean, I like the vacuum seal thing and everything, but they were, I think they were much smaller than Thundercat, so they didn't relate physically well to them, and they were definitely pricey, but it had such a great opening theme. Silver, 
Well, do you, do you remember the main villain of uh, of uh, Silverhawk? Fuck no. Monstar. Okay. He looked like a he had like he looked like a Captain Ahab with long hair. Okay. And what he got like a Voltroni type looking villain. Well, he, he had like this diamond shard in his in his eye, and when the sun hit a certain uh, position, it would activate that shard in his eye, and he would turn into like this metallic monster with fucking like spikes out of his head. And he was called Monstar. None of that's coming back to you. I remember him. I think he was He's in the, the, the opening credits, but I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was, he wrote on that giant octopus or squid monster. Well, I, the thing I never knew was apparently there was always supposed to be a movie that came out that connected the three series, either a movie or miniseries. And it turns out that Monstar, the shard in his eye, is a part of Lionel's sword, the sword of, Thando- uh, Pen- sword of, sword of omens. omens. A sword of omens that in the Thundercat series, the sword was supposed to be damaged. And that's a piece of shard that was lost in space and he got stuck in his eye. So when he was mutating, he was actually mutating like Lionel. He was, they were both feeding off the same power source except one was good and one was evil and i just thought that was always pretty cool sword of omens better than the power sword of power just way 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 better better. oh and the fucking thundercats logo man i used to i had a shirt of that and it's it it's iconic you know and it's really a ripoff of hawkman's chest icon but it doesn't matter because it's much better and it's a much bigger impact in the popular culture i was gonna i i I remember buying pussycat a t-shirt with that logo on it that she wore quite a bit i I had that t-shirt when i was doing industrial work and unfortunately i didn't have a car so i was riding around on a bicycle and so i was wearing it when the uh chain got caught and flipped me over the fucking handlebars and i landed chest first on the ground and ripped my my uh, line mo shirt so i know what happened to that one specifically is it protected me from the concrete when my bike flipped on me this is an adult i have to point out wow did you did you scream i am mom are they ever living i probably made a yeah, sound like yeah, Bumrah is dope. Even my kids do. They've watched some uh, uh, some Thundercats. I have the DVD set or whatever, and they they get into Mumrah. Like really? it's so dude. Because Mumrah's freaking awesome. Like he's like kind of scary. It's awesome. He's like this frail mummy, and then he just freaks out. Kids love it. Well, I mean, it, his transformation is very disturbing. Yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, like he fucking mutates and shit. So, and, so you know, that's kind of. We should definitely. I would like to do a uh, retrospective podcast on like those old cartoons. That'd be kind of fun. We kind of did the mini version. Just I think we just. <laughs> We just did it, like uh, right now. Is there some elaboration that you feel is necessary? Nah, I guess I guess you're right. We we touched enough uh, enough of the bases. They're good to go, dude. I fucking never. I never watch tiger sharks ever. You got a tiger by the tail. Hold on, tiger sharks, tiger sharks. The first ship with a sail. Hold on, tiger sharks. Really? And yeah. You know what? I think you're full of shit that all these things are supposed to be linked together. No, that sounds familiar to me, actually. But the problem with Tiger Sharks, was it Tiger Sharks? Uh, yeah. I, I, was that even on syndication? Like you know, on, on yeah, broadcast? Like like turned, what, well, what it was was they traveled to a planet that was mostly water. And they would turn into like a walrus, a shark, a whale, a dolphin. The, the creative team behind it was like they wanted to put these three worlds out there and then link them. And I, I'm not sure if like the mutation power of the fucking Tiger Sharks was supposed to be somehow connected to... To 
like, you know, the Thundercats and then the Thundercats are connected. To this. I, I thought it was a great idea. Uh, but the guy was like, yeah, that was always kind of an idea in the background. And I just distinctly remember him saying how the sort of omen that shard of glass in the villain in, in uh, Silverhawk was in his eye. And that was a part of the sort of omens. And I was just like, dude, that's so fucking awesome to think that you could use like that sword could be used for good or evil. It, it has no it, it, it doesn't have a fucking uh, what do you call it? Alignment. A what do you call it? A moral a, alignment. Moral a moral compass. Yeah, it's just like whoever wields me, whatever you want to do, let's go. Well, my recollection was that Master of the Universe here in Houston ran on 20, that Thundercats was on 26, and that uh, Silverhawks was on 39. I have no recollection. I don't know if I've ever watched the Tiger Sharks at all, and I don't know if they ran on in syndication locally at all. I'm wondering if maybe you caught them on cable or something. So that was a big problem. But another big problem is that I can probably name most of the Thundercats. I cannot name a single Silverhawk to save my fucking life. You put a gun to my fucking face, one that's preferably chrome just to be thematically correct, and I'm getting my fucking face blasted because I can't name a single one of them fuckers. A, um, a fucking guitar-shaped pistol. That you're right? Yeah, that, that's, well, he's the only one, I think he's called Bluegrass. That's the only one I think I kind of remember. And then you had the, the little one that like just chirped and didn't speak or something. Yeah. And you had the guy one and the girl one, and then I think the other guy one, right? Or was it at the like Cowboy? The big, oh, no, the football player one and his sister. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to just agree with you on that. Yeah. So, so that's part of the problem is that Master of the Universe had this expansive line and expansive cartoon universe, uh, whereas Thundercats, they were too expensive right off right of the gate. They were too expensive. They just did not produce the nearly the same number of figures. The Silverhawks figures were not uh, compatible with the Thundercats figures. I don't even remember the Tiger Sharks figures anymore than I remember the cartoon. So a part of it is just that, you know, it's sort of like Chronicles of Riddick. It's like you, they had all these ideas they wanted to do, but unless it actually manages to get executed, it's sort of, you know, meaningless. It's cool, like, background yeah. stuff. And if you're ever doing a comic book, like, I, I remember there was a big thing where they wanted to include that stuff in the Thundercats comics when Wildstorm DC was doing it, but there was some rights issue or something where you had to pay for them separate. They're like, we're not paying for fucking Silver rights, Silver Ox rights. And so they couldn't do it then either. But this is part of the problem is if those other cartoons had been more successful, then we might have actually seen that expansion. But Thundercats, it was another one of those deals where back in the 80s, they had this uh, situation where they would produce like these enormous first seasons to make sure they had daily syndication. So you would have a daily cartoon to sell, you know, as a commercial for these toys. And if the toys didn't sell, then they didn't make the cartoon anymore either. And Thundercats was another one where that did okay. It definitely has a following. I think the cartoon definitely has a following, but it just didn't blow up the way He-Man did, even though it was a far superior cartoon. But maybe because he was older skewing that hurt it as well where you know when you've got 30 and 40 year olds who are going back to he-man you can skew older in those cartoons and again they're only producing yeah. five or ten episodes that's not such a big deal when you're like trying to front like he-man the the 90s revival of he-man they put out put together like 69 episodes of that fucking thing and those toys were dead on arrival so you've got two months worth of cartoons that you're going to burn off and they're not even going to have any real syndication value because nobody liked that shit nobody gave a shit about this new version of he-man and so there's such a huge resource waste but Thundercats benefited from that because they produced a hell of a lot of cartoons for that even though the toy line did mediocre and only had a few series and you know none of those other cartoons did all that great or did and the toy lines were again one single series and out I think dude I thought that Thundercats and Silverhawks were back to back they were pretty close together but like but I, I do think like the Thundercats no they weren't on the same channel I, I'm confident I that, that, that Silverhawks was a fucking block dude mm -mm, nope. I'm telling you when I watched here in my fucking uh, grandparents den 
I'm telling you, Silverhawks followed Thundercat. I'm telling I don't, you. You weren't even in the state when that was going on, when it was running, no, though, we, were we, you? We, we, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm sure. My recollection is it's on 39, but, you know, I, I, I could be incorrect. Well, I, again, I don't remember if it was 20 or 39, but I do. I thought they they were, I thought they followed each other. I thought it was a block. Thundercats, Silverhawks were a block. Obviously not forever, because Thundercats ran longer, didn't it? I guess yeah, I believe true. so. Uh, yeah, well, it came out earlier, too. I think that Silverhawks was like a year or two after Thundercats. I, I'm telling you, for a while, I think they were a block. I, I'm, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm saying. Hello. Am I still dealing yeah. with Diablo Frank? Diablo Frank? Uh, I'm typing. Diablo Frank. Oh, my bad. You may type. I'm telling you they were a block. At least sometime. Internet servos. I wanted to say it was yeah, Channel so 20. Thund- Thundercats got four seasons, totaling 130 episodes, running from 85 to 89, where Silverhawks got 65, ep- a single 65 episode season, uh, running in 86. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, obviously, Thundercats is the more popular show and, and lasted longer. But uh, I'm. you were saying what channel you, you thought you watched different cartoons on? Oh, well, I, I, I was talking about in terms of the block that you're talking about, Silverhawks would have came out the season after Thundercats. So that would have been like the 90s, 1986 season would have been the, the one if they were able to do a block that they would have started that on. But like I said, my recollection is that Thundercats was not in a block and that it was on a separate channel. So look, I'm, I'm reading this. This dude's got a Thundercats, Silverhawks, Tiger Shark, Take Over the World retrospective. And he says Thundercats and Silverhawks usually appeared one after the other during after school hours. Tiger Sharks is different. Show is part of a short four show series known as Comic Strip. I don't know what that's about. But none of us have seen fucking Tiger Sharks, so I don't know what the hell. I watched a few of them, but I, I couldn't tell you the story or anything. Oh, yeah, they've even got the old uh, Comic Strips intro before. Oh, the six episodes oh, right. in 1987. It was on USA Today, or USA Channel. And that was the problem, it was on fucking USA, yeah, right. and I didn't have no damn cable. Yeah, yep. That's oh, yeah, that's uh, fucking, yeah, and I would have uh, guessed that, too. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't bring that up. I, I really thought that was on cable, and USA really sounds like it would have been the channel for it. Street Frogs, fucking Thun... Yeah, this totally is like a fucking USA joint. <laughs> Karate Cat. What is this other show? It's like the fucking, uh, it's so grainy I can't even tell what the hell. It looks like it's the Count fucking Chocula cartoon or some shit like that, but it's not. Um, yeah, I never watched any of that shit because I, I, as well, did not have cable, at least when that shit was on. Well, it's also funny too because you go into the Wikipedia entry, it's like, okay, Tiger Sharks has a page and then every other entry that's mentioning what was in the comic strip goes to the comic strip entry. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say that little tiny Tiger Shark in the bottom right-hand corner looks pretty cool. But again, I just didn't have any exposure to it, so I have no nostalgia for it. I think maybe that the Mako dude, he might look kind of like maybe I saw that toy somewhere. I, mean, I know I never saw the cartoon, but maybe I saw one of the toys. Oof. And the Silver Rocks toys, I, I don't think I ever saw them, dude. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw those either. I, I loved the, oh, I wanted to like Silver Hawks because the, op- like you said, the opening was so good, but I don't think I saw fuck, any of these toys, man. I'm looking at one of the advertisements for the toys. I don't remember any of this shit. I feel like I would have bought, bought one if I saw it. Uh, most of the Tiger Sharks are pretty goofy looking. I, I do not have any recollection of ever seeing those toys, and I don't believe I've ever seen the cartoon. But the Silverhawks, I definitely remember them having a, at, I think it was Circus Toys back then, or or whichever the predecessor was of that, but it was definitely, I remember getting those, I saw them at the mall toy store, and I definitely owned at least one or two, but those are the ones that got stolen pretty quickly, so I don't have any major memories of those. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd buy them, I'd take them home, I'd play with them a few times, some other kid in the neighborhood would steal it, and I'd never see it again. Story of your life, man. 
unbelievable. You know what? I'm trying to think of whenever we go to like Misfit Toys, if we even see, if I remember seeing any uh, Silverhawks toys. I'm going to look next time I'm there. They've got a billion of the old Thundercats stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I've seen a section of Silverhawks stuff. Oh, I don't I'll think look. so either. I'm going to, surely they've got them somewhere there. They got everything there. And it's probably in like a separate, it's in a separate room in the back. If you show up asking for Silverhawks shit, you get like instant street cred and they take you to a different room. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. The one person to ask for Silverhawks toys. And it's the guy that stole them from fucking Diablo <laughs> Frank 30 goddamn years ago. It's still I got, got these from a little white boy a long time ago. You can still see his tears on them. Look at, looking at the figures, I had the, the leader and that was it. You're richer than me. I had none of them. So. No, I don't know that I was richer. Here. I think I just caught them at the mall store through, for the, the three months that the damn things were on the shelves before they, you know, petered out. Plot twist, Diablo Frank actually stole them from some somebody else and he's trying to <laughs> flip the story rest of the feel so bad well probably what it was is they were on sale because they probably weren't doing that great so i probably caught <laughs> them while they were on liquidation or some shit yeah that's definitely a possibility uh, uh one of fryhole's son well fryhole's son is really big into transformers and i told him i can remember going to montgomery ward and seeing the dino bot on sale for like five bucks they were trying to get him out because i guess they had a bunch left over and he was like did you buy one i'm like nah man it was a dino bot i was a certain age i didn't give a shit like i already had one we didn't think about collecting them back then you, yeah, bu- you think, bought it you played with it till it broke i think this package art was was joe jusco and I, I do believe i remember that packaging art and i definitely remember seeing them in the stores particularly i, I believe i knew somebody who knew that had the little gold guy the trippy guy and i remember the 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 commander guy that they had with the cyborg eye i think my brother had that one and i remember seeing the bull guy and the red guy in the stores uh, but the, uh, the only one i owned was the leader guy and that's again the fact that every single one of those names ended in guy tells you how much investment i have in the shit bro there ain't no fucking way they got joe jesco to do silver hawks toy art dude look at the painting i can't fucking find it what are you googling silver hawks silver hawks literally just like silver hawks just silver. for the toy line images well didn't earl norum do a bunch of the paintings for uh master of the universe and shit i don't see where joe jesco would be out of bounds or anything and they got joe jesco to do the superman man of steel figures in the early 90s too he did a box art and trading cards for those as well i mean i'm seeing some sort of promo here where they're all fucking chromed out which is definitely up joe jesco's thing but that's not the toy line is it that's actually more of a boris and julie thing specifically julie bell but um yeah maybe the faces look at the the, the hues of the skin tone and everything that really looks like jesco to me but of course on the toy like, box though on the toy box i thought it was on the toy box but it was definitely used in, in promotional materials for silver hawks i thought it was okay. a toy box Mm. Maybe it was the ad for the, the show because I'm looking at it and it's saying here yeah, action package. Yeah, maybe the house comes to this fall. Warmar Television. They fly on wings of steel. They fight with nerves of steel. Oh wait, they fly on wings of silver. They fight with nerves of steel. Silver. That sounds familiar. Yeah, might have heard that in a song at some point. All I know is the where did they get this from? I'm seeing like a a Monstar toy. Cause they re-released a bunch of toys. They keep doing that shit. Remember the they were uh, yeah yeah the they got some they, newer ones. Super apparently. Seven. It's Super Seven, right? They're the ones that are re-releasing yeah. all these cartoons. Okay, yeah, all their shit's. Super. Yeah, because the, the, the one thing with the Super 7s that I'm seeing online is that they're, I guess, more like the cartoon where they're gray, but you don't have Silver Hawks unless they're the vacuum sealed, so 
so that you've got yeah. that that chrome pop. But the the armored monster looks fucking dope, dude. It looks really cool. I wouldn't pay, you know, whatever Super 7 shit's like 150 bucks. I wouldn't pay that shit, but it definitely looks cool. It uh, looks like they're about 55, 60 bucks. Oh, I see. The the yeah, the monster is 140 bucks. No, nah, no, nah, we're good. Yeah, that's a that's a pass. It looks cool though. But yeah, you're right. They're gray. They're not chromed out. Ooh, that's a swing and a miss there, Super 7. Yeah, but you can't do the articulation. I don't think you can seal uh, and have that level of articulation. Eh, they're getting pretty good with these paints, man. I'm telling you, some of these Marvel Legends I have now are very, very sparkly. But that particular <laughs> chroming, they, they like cook that shit in. You know, it's it, it, again, it's a special process. It's not just paint. No, I know, but I'm saying you can get it shinier than just gray. That's just gray. Like, there's not even like a pearl to that. Give me something. Super 7, come on. All right, guys, that's it. I can't talk about Silverhawks anymore. Yeah, I gotta get to bed, guys. Those Tiger Sharks figures sucked. Yeah, it's no wonder they didn't do anything. I'll talk right, to y'all later, guys. Good night. Later. All right, catch you later, man. Let me look at these goddamn Tiger Sharks. Uh, oh, these are horrible. Yeah, it looks like they've got some sort of special feature where they flip to give you, like, I don't know, a power or a different face or something. Yeah, because I think they, they were like people and they morph into... Mm. But that's like all they did. Ooh, oh, the yeah. packaging is terrible too. Man, fuck the tiger sharks. Although, what the hell is this? Here's a deviant art. Yeah, there's some nice customs, but none of the actual produced stuff was worth a damn. Tell me, tell me if you get this link. This is pretty cool. Although, I'm not sure I dig the lion of it. It's an interesting take. Where's my Skype messaging box? Where's the chat? Chat paste link. Check that out. So weird. Yeah, I was seeing that when I was uh, googling stuff. It looks pretty cool. Like, again, these guys in a shared universe, especially because the tiger sharks need somebody to lift them up. Uh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, they, they should definitely do that in the comic books at some point. But I don't know, even nobody's got the Thundercast license right now. I don't think nobody's doing anything with it. I mean, again, we tell we tend to elevate Master of the Universe, but you know, if if Master of the Universe isn't doing as well as GI Joe, and you GI Joe is kind of you know uh, barely getting by with a, a title or so i i don't know that there's a lot of demand for thundercast books out there anymore so when you were talking about the he-man thundercats book is that the dc book that i was googling and looking at mm-hmm. dude it looks freaking cool it is cool it's really good like i i, I had bought it and i was going to read it and give it to somebody i knew who liked thundercats and after i read it i was like fuck that hoe i'm keeping the shit dude the on amazon the paperback's like 150 dollars shit really so i've got it i'm not so i'm not so sure they've reprinted that thing so you might want to hold on to that no there's probably a rights issue so keeping a hold of that paperback is yeah. probably going to be tricky uh, yeah uh, I think and, and again it's really good because that's exactly Freddie Williams is, is an underrated artist I like his stuff a lot and that's exactly how you want He-Man to look I, mean, I think the only other person who could do He-Man better would be like Ed McGinnis and they're not going to get Ed McGinnis for this shit aside from a cover um, it, not quite as a good of a match on Thundercats but good enough and of course you want them to feel like they can belong in the same space so if you're trying to find an artist to do both those properties I don't think you could do better than Freddie Williams and they actually had Ed McGinnis do some Thundercats and he wasn't so hot with that either so uh, I don't think maybe I'm misremembering but um, but yeah it, it was a great looking book and it had a cool premise and it was bloodier and darker than you would have expected but not so much so that it was inappropriate so it's a really good book I, I, that's, I mean I kept it what were the odds you know oh yeah it's such a good looking book yeah because you could, you could see a pretty decent uh, several, like several page preview on Amazon and I was like wow this is like really cool looking not what I was expecting yeah, but now I'm looking on eBay and I don't. The prices are all over the place. So who fucking knows? Yeah, so did you get Amazon has some crazy ass prices sometimes. Yeah. Did, so did you have a trade of it or is it? A, yeah, I got the trade paperback. Really? Huh. 
I guarantee that shit's online too. You know, if you go poking around, hell, it might even be available as a digital, you know, for purchase. But uh, um, it's definitely available through um, the illicit sites. Yeah, because what? Look at six issues. I mean, dude, I want to fucking read. I'd read this shit. This looks fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, interesting. Learn something new every day, huh? I am Adam, Prince of Eternia, defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous. Sage, Dr. Ange, Artificial Twins, Baby Skeletor, Chris at Bad Books for Beginners, Chris Donford, Chris Lydon, Church's Fans, Papa, Del Dracula, Dennis Aguilera, Doc Strange, ML, Gregory Litchfield, Green Lantern HG, I'll Be the Light in the Dark, The Hammer Strikes, Geeky Stuff, and Hashtag VoiceOver, History of Comics on Film, Iowa's Joe Crawford, It's Plastic Man, Jeffrey Brown, They, Them, Jenna Reagan, JMT Productions, King Size Comics, Shy Five's Fun Podcast, Lucretia, Lukashin, Sergey, Martin Gray, Mike Send Aliens to Me, Office Barista, Photo Druid, Dusseldorf, Potentially, Trevor Walker, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections, Richard Field, Richard G, Rob Clipple, Scott X, Ufta, uh, Weapon Extra is a Plural System, and on WordPress, Colin Keith's liked episode 22, The Lovecraft Country Boys, and Benjamin Walker and Sebastian liked episode 23, What's My Age Again? My name is Adam of Grayskull. When good is threatened by the power of Eternia, I was summoned to the future by the last of mankind to defend them in their hour of need. Skeletor followed me. Now, here in the future, he has found new allies to help him in his never-ending fight against all that is good. Yet on Primus, I too have found new brave friends and a new family. Thus, with the power of the good and the way of the magic, we struggle against the forces of darkness. Good against evil. The battle continues. Yeah, I love because we do need. I'm telling you, we got, dude, guys, we have to talk about this Dreadstar shit, the Dreadstar Return shit. I, I'm very curious about your opinions, and I honestly, I want to ask our audience what they think of it too, because it's really a bizarre thing. Well, my uh, thing is, is we needed. Uh, I think, I think, it, rather than having it be some isolated thing, I think that it's about time we went back and read. Like, I think we should read the Price. I think we should read the Dreadstar graphic novel, and I think we should read that one-off, uh, a black and white story from Epic Illustrated that introduces Willow. Uh, I, I think, think I own all those. Yeah, so we read those and none of those are particularly long i think it's like 248 pages and like a 10 to 15 pager so i we could read that within a week or two's time and then we could record an episode on those and then we can include the rant in that i uh, mean i think we should also do our fan uh, casting uh, and just do that all as an episode of like under guides or something yeah it's just it really has nothing to do with the comic books that's why except that you're talking about dreadstar comic books and so yeah. it, it's still it, it gives us a, an avenue because otherwise we're doing a, a, a separate role spine just for that because you're not going to get that in 
like the heavy metal episode or anything. So no, it makes but more sense like, just going to an undergods. We can, we can, no, but we could talk about fucking action figures. We can do uh, Mr. Fix-It's rant, and we can do uh, my rant or questioning you guys about this Omnibus Press Starlin stuff. Right. Well, see, here's the thing, though, is next week is going to be the heavy metal episodes for the 40th anniversary. I'm pretty sure the week after that's going to be the next Aliens podcast. Uh, Wait, that's 40th anniversary? Yeah, 40th anniversary of the release of the movie in theaters. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, math. <laughs> Sorry. It's like Be- because time. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Now I'm ready for my rant. I'm gonna add you into it. So so yeah so uh, and then the week after that's probably gonna be the aliens podcast, which I haven't even done the reading on yet. I'm gonna try to do too many series with Derek William Crab at once, so I gotta get all that reading done. So there's just a lot to to factor in and and where we can squeeze stuff in. So uh, what I'm not seeing is getting two rolled spines out in the same month. If you've got a time sensitive rant about ominous press, it's whereas we could do an under guides for like after the aliens episode and that would be the first under guys in a long time and we can cover dreadstar shit and then have a talk about dreadstar shit so it just makes the most sense to me okay fine no, we'll do it your way <laughs> 